0: This is the best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at capitalfinancialusa.com.
1: Been feverishly figuring out percentages and oh, I've been, I've been doing math. Oh
0: yeah, I've
1: been doing math. That's so no fun. I apologize. Hope everybody's having a good day. We got a lot of things to uh, to do today. I am a little weary from last night's hockey game. Yeah. You know what I found out last night? What's that? Actually, I I want to see the attendance. I don't believe, I bet I bet they had their second under 18,000 attendance last night. Oh. I felt like the crowded PNC Arena was still gassed from Saturday.
0: It's possible. There were
1: half-hearted attempts at a wave. They tried a Freddy 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 chant in the first period and it was like Freddie, Freddie. Uh. <laughs> I mean, Anderson was great last night. Right. And, you know, full-throated Hurricanes fans' energy, that would have been thunderous. Mm-hmm. But they were like, oh, that's right. I have to do the Freddie, Freddie, too. I just can't. <laughs> A little I hockeyed out. I just think Saturday took it out of every... That's an all-day thing. Yeah. Saturday was an all-day event. Where they asked people to get there at 2. Yeah. And a lot of people did. I mean, I got there, too. On two, the road, right? too. Right? Right. <laughs> I got there, too. on the
0: road, yeah. And, you know, if
1: you walked out of there, and it was 11, and it was cold, and maybe you didn't go right home. Maybe you went somewhere else. I just think people are still gassed. Yeah. And Especially
0: if they went to the uh, UNC and NC State hockey game later. <laughs> oh,
1: that's right. We had all, all sorts of hockey. Yeah. So, but uh, Hurricanes won again last night, I thought. I thought they looked pretty good in the first two periods. I thought they gave up a little bit, you know, a couple of too many chances in the f- first period. Was I thought it was much better in the second and the third. When Jarvis scored early in the third, pff, we're done. Yeah. We don't have to do anything else. <laughs> St-, St. Louis isn't bothering us, and uh, we'll be fine. We got four. That's enough. <laughs> and Freddie was very, very good anyway, so uh, Anderson could clean up any of the misses. So... It was good. Good. The Hurricanes are I still believe that we're still waiting for the next gear. Yeah. And they just seem to win all the time. <laughs>
0: Which is good.
1: I mean, I got a I got a tweet from somebody. The Hurricanes in the um in the second period, the first half of the second period. They were just peppering really good scoring chances in tight. It was not Shot volume from the blue line or from the wall. They were really close. They had so many chances to score. And I just remarked, I'm like, the Hurricanes have had, like, 20 scoring chances, and they have two goals. And there are advanced metrics which basically give you a, this is how many goals you should have at this point. And at one point, the Hurricanes' expected goals was four and a half,
0: hmm.
1: and they had two. Yeah, yeah. I'm F. like, my gosh, this they it should be so much bigger the margin, and somebody responded they need finishers, and I said, wait, let me check their record.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think we still won the right? game.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, look, they they should be able to convert a little bit, a few more of their uh, of their opportunities. Although that is starting to happen, um, but since Black Friday, they're 28. Four and three.
0: Wow. That's I mean, impressive. Was... Can't complain with that.
1: No, you can. Well, they do. Yeah, they can. do. Take that they back. do.
0: <laughs> People will find <laughs> they do. things to complain
1: there, there about. There are real, I mean, I think we all have real concerns about what this team will look like in two months against playoff oh, competitions, absolutely. right? I'm not worried, but there are no guarantees and the playoffs get harder and all that. Uh, and i have I have concerns about a couple of things about this team that I'd like to see them shore up, but I just keep getting back to this they sure do win a lot
0: yeah, there's that
1: I mean even if you count the overtime losses as losses and as I said, I think it was on one of the either yesterday's podcast or uh the previous podcast the one we did after the stadium series like they feel like losses even though you get a point. Twenty-eight and seven in their last thirty-five games. I just, I, I, I it's hard to criticize that. <laughs> I
0: know it's
1: just with a straight face. It's hard to go. Well, you, you got to get better. I'm like they've been better than Boston both times they played. They dominated the Penguins all year. They dominated the Capitals three times. Uh, now the Capitals and the Penguins might not make the playoffs. Yeah, but the only team they haven't really fared well. The two teams they haven't fared well against this year. The Rangers. And the Rangers caught Carolina at the perfect time both yeah. times. And, and they're tough, too. And the Rangers are good, yes. Yeah. They, they are good. And Colorado. Yeah. And right now, Colorado's, they're playing better, but they're also missing Kale McCarr, and they've had, had other guys hurt all year, but...
0: Every now and again, the Stars, too. They're a little iffy. They,
1: But they beat the Stars like a drum. Well, the first one, they won an overtime both, but they were the better team yes. in both games. And Dallas is really good. Mm-hmm. And they're big, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I have a hard time really being mad at the Hurricanes. <laughs> it's very nitpicky. Like, yeah, it does feel like, you know what? Um, yeah, shut yeah. up. <laughs> That kind of thing.
0: Exactly.
1: All right, we got a bunch of things. Brian Murphy's going to join us from WRAL Sports Investigative Reporter. We're going to talk about sports gambling with him. Yeah. We're actually going to start with sports gambling as well. Off. And that is today's poll question, our fan poll question, sports wagering should... Dot, 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 be legal in North Carolina. Remain illegal in North Carolina. Be legal for pro sports only. Those are the only three options. We'll give you the results of this, or at least in progress results, at the top of the next hour. You can go to my Twitter, at fan and vote. I've retweeted it a couple of times. Um, I know Victoria will do that, and the uh, 99.9 The Fan Twitter will do that as well. All right, let's get to sports gambling, shall we? Because it is possible that we could see a sports wagering bill in the state legislature even today. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be voted on or passed, but it could be introduced even today. The scuttle is that the bill will resemble that which failed a year ago. Uh, Jason Sane is a representative from Lincolnton, and he does believe that it will pass this session. This came from WRAL's On the Record, hosted by Cullen Browder.
2: I do believe it'll pass I think it'll look a lot like the bill from last year um, you know we've, we certainly have gotten some input and, and we'll consider that as it goes through the process everything has to start over again so we'll we'll start fresh with a new bill but it will like I say mirror what what we saw last year uh, and you know we've had more time for for members to to learn more about sports betting uh, we've also had another year go by where we're losing money to other states so uh, that's something that that's going to be you know certainly talked about Um, I think, you know, for the the last two years, uh, the issue kind of needed to marinate a bit. uh, As as most things that come to the legislature, they don't necessarily uh, pass the first time. Uh, Last year when we got to it, uh, it was... Uh, we were getting into summer and we had uh, some legislators on, on family trips and, and some missing out and didn't get a chance to vote on it. So we'll see what that looks like. We had we had two bills uh, that would have brought sports betting to North Carolina. One passed by one vote and one failed by one vote. So I, you know, to borrow a gambling term, I think we broke even, but uh, but I think that it's something that is not going to go away. I, I spoke with Virginia legislators uh, just a couple of weeks ago and uh, they, they were kind of Chiding me and saying that uh, we're, we're glad you didn't get a pass last year, but we know you're, we know you're uh, going to do that soon. So uh, they they know that, that they've got a lot of North Carolinians going over the border and playing and uh, sports, uh, you know, participating in sports gambling um, in Virginia and other states too. We see that. So it's uh, it's something that it's a revenue loss for us, and and, and North Carolinians are playing anyway.
1: All right, a couple of things about what uh, Jason's saying. Representative from Lincolnton had to say um, that, that you didn't break even. You didn't. You didn't get any closer to getting it. Gosh, no, you didn't That's break even. That's not how that works. No, <laughs> I mean, never mind that. If it looks like last year's, they took wagering on college sports out of last year's, which is dumb, and more time for members to learn. Like, the bill was sitting there for how long your members are supposed to learn. It's an important thing. Like, and it ain't that hard to learn about it either. Are people doing it? Yes. How? Illegally. How do we stop that? Make it legal. Ding, ding. People are doing it anyway. And this is not about... Well, we, why don't we make uh, whatever legal? It's not the same thing. No. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just
2: give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888 or text ADAM to six hundred seven hundred. Adam Gold is a Pete spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
1: We gamble on tons of, should we make the stock market illegal? I'm just curious. Should exactly. we make should we make day trading illegal? Right. This is silly. So Absolutely things. silly that the people that we elect to represent us in state matters cuz it's not that complicated an issue. Can't figure all this out. No. Um and it Look. It means money. It doesn't really matter how much money but it is an entertainment source for the overwhelming majority of people who do it. Yep. It's simply an entertainment source. We have no problem in the state of North Carolina, zero problem with allowing people to go into a bar and watch women dance. Yeah. We got no problem with no, that. That's okay. Right? It's not my thing, but if you want to do it, fine. In a way, it's a vice. Yeah. We have no problem with that. We got no problem with people going to a place and drinking beer. No. Or wine or, or hard liquor. We have no problem with that. No. It's a vice. Makes me angry. Makes me angry. Alright, so uh one one more uh one more quick th- so I don't know if it's gonna uh encompass college sports or not representative pricey harrison uh is from guilford county and sh- she has some issues with the bill this might be a little long we might have to cut it off but uh this is pricey harrison
0: had a pretty long list if you got a lot of time and i guess um yes. one thing that was interesting to me the new york times did an excellent investigative reporting series this fall that talked about these efforts in other states have enacted uh, off. offshore Online betting and the problems that they face and a lot of these states have had buyer's remorse because these bills are basically written by the gambling industry. And it's a predatory industry, and it's looking to raise money. It's not looking to raise money for our state, but it's looking to raise money for the industry. So my recollection is that some of these figures that have been tossed around about the revenues that will come to North Carolina are, are pretty minuscule. And the states that have enacted online betting, such as Kansas recently, $350 million in revenues produced 700000 and tax revenues: three hundred fifty million dollars spent on gambling produced seven hundred thousand in, ta- in tax revenues for the state. And a lot of these states that have enacted these promotions have given tax exempt status to the promotions, the free betting, have ended up uh, really eliminating this potential for a revenue source. So I think it's kind of maybe over it to talk about the potential for revenue raising, and it's a bad way to ra- raise revenue. Um, gambling revenue is not is not is not sustainable. It's not good. It's predatory, and it shifts the burden. All right, uh, Le- the, uh,
1: let me just stop, uh, Pricey Harrison. There. There's there's more to it, and we're going to play all of it a little bit later on. Uh, I have no idea if Kansas is upset or not. The state of New Jersey in 2022 raised $11 billion from Sports Wager. Only, only $11 billion. Now, I don't know what you could do with that, and it's, a, it, it's I mean, it would be a, a sizable chunk of North Carolina's uh, budget, but... And I'm not expecting $11 billion. New Jersey was also one of the first states to get involved in this, and their tax rate is higher. Uh, and who knows what North Carolina's tax rate for this. It's not going to be like a normal sales tax. It's going to be increased. Um, and like anything, there is a, all right, this works, this doesn't work, this works, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Predatory. What? I know. It's a business.
0: Are we five?
1: It's a business. They're not knocking on your door uh enticing you with
0: candy to No.
1: Place a bet on the Tar Heels. They're
0: not calling 99-year-old women asking, you know, their grandson <laughs> needs money because he's lost in Nebraska. Oh, no, no,
1: no, no. a Nigerian prince yes. is going to send you an email saying he wants you to do a uh a, a an in-game two an in-game parlay. <laughs> Exactly. If you could simply take the the hurricanes and the the gold total over. Yeah. I can uh, I'll send you 6 dollars million. You're the
0: special winner out of all the people. Wow.
1: Our elected officials people. All right. Uh let me move on to to something else for now. Brian Murphy's going to join us in about 10 minutes. My gosh. So college football might be changing the way they time the game and I'm not saying they're going to use a, uh, an hourglass or uh, a sundial uh, or count Mississippi like we used to do when we played touch football uh, in the playground but they're going to change the way when the clock runs, when the clock stops, things like this they're, they're, they're discussing it at this point and there are four areas that they are looking at All right, uh, four areas they are looking at. The first two don't do anything, and I can't even believe they spent any time looking at it. Uh, Other than, actually, I kind of like this one. Uh, They want to eliminate teams from calling consecutive timeouts to ice the kicker, because in college you can do that, Uh, which, of course, doesn't really happen all that often. And if it happens maybe once a week maybe like we're not we're just not saving that much time doing it but i will say that if you do that i'm judging you cuz you're kind of a child at this point yeah also data has suggested that there is either zero effect or it works against you yeah. when you ice the kicker so why are we doing it other than see me, and I all oh, I love waiting right before the snap. Oh, all yeah, you are so galaxy, brain. you're sneaky. Gosh, I hate that. Um, so that's one thing they're discussing. Also, no untimed down if a defensive penalty is committed at the end of the first quarter or third quarter. I've never seen that. I'm sure it happens, uh, but again, that's you know one play. Okay, that ma- I guess that matters. Uh, I'm all about enacting this because it does seem silly. Just, we have another quarter we're about to start. Just carry it over to there. But there are two that I think matter. And one I'm in favor of, and the other I think would be bad. But not stopping the clock for a first down during the game. If the first down doesn't go out of bounds at a certain time of the game, uh, they still stop the clock until the ball is spotted. Now, that doesn't... Uh, I mean, eventually the clock will run, but however long it takes them to spot the ball, that's when the clock, you know, if it takes six seconds to spot the ball after a first down, and there are probably, I'm just going to average a ballpark in here, 50 first downs in a game. So if we stop the clock 50 different times for, uh, for a first down, and it's, let's just say, five seconds per first down, I can't do that math. 250 seconds is that what that is divided by 60 how many I don't even know how much time we're saving uh but they basically said it's about eight plays
0: yeah
1: all right we take let's take eight plays out of a college football game college football has about 20 to 25 plays more than an NFL game why why do college football games have more plays than NFL games hmm. this is part of the reason um there are other reasons for it but and the other one they want to do is, or they're thinking about doing, is uh, after an incomplete pass, starting the clock again after spotting the ball. So basically, in terms of timing, they would be treating an incomplete pass just like a first down, uh, which I think is actually bad for the the actual structure of the game, but we can discuss that later on. I asked Dave Doran yesterday, would it not simply be better to just adopt exactly the way the NFL times the game.
2: Yeah, I would be in favor of that as well. You know, I think some of these things, um, they're not willing to take commercials out, but they want to change how we play the game. And uh, it's kind of hard, you know, as coaches to see that, because as we all know, every play matters in a game. Mm-hmm. You start eliminating opportunities to, to score, or defend. You're changing the way the game's outcomes are. Um, we, we know a model that works. We see it week in and week out in the NFL. There's rules that go with it. It would be great if we're going to modify what we do to match somebody that already has a system that works.
1: <laughs> like we should have two-minute warnings in college football. We don't have a two-minute warning in college football. It's an extra timeout. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Think of all the coaching that can be done in timeouts. So we have – we should do that. We should time it exactly the same way they do in the National Football League. So – We don't stop the clock after a first down. If the first down happens within the field of play, we just let the clock run. We spot it. So if we lose an additional five or six or eight, whatever it is, then we do. And that's okay. Okay.
2: Help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.
1: Sure. You know, if you look at how many possessions each team has in the NFL, it's almost always significantly less than there are in college. Almost always a lot less. Occasionally, you'll see an NFL game where there are 11 or 12 possessions per team. But a lot of times, like, go back and look at the play-by-play from the Super Bowl. There were not a lot of possessions in that. There were basically eight aside. We had eight in the first half of college games. Too many plays. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to take some of the plays out, limit the exposure, because we know that we are increasing the games, and we have constantly increased the games. Way back in the day, there used to be 11 games, and then you played in a bowl game. Now we have twelve games and we have bowl games, we have conference championship games, and ooh, we're about to have playoff games. Yep. So again, not every team is playing all those games, but every team's gonna be playing at least twelve or thirteen if you make it into a bowl game. All right. Um two other things before we uh, before we break. First is that the Hurricanes beat the blues 4 1. Something happened last night that had not happened in 19 games. Andre Svechnikov scored yes. a goal. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Svechnikov was asked if he felt the drought.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had the uh, chances, you know, pretty much every game. I had chances. Just, uh, I was talking to Raji as well. She said like, I, I had chances and just couldn't score, you know. And uh, I tried to stick with that, and, uh, you know, I was successful in that
1: can feel good again right sigh of relief right everybody can feel good again here's what we talked about it before we even started this 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 stretch of play hurricanes are now a top 10 offensive team in the league they're a top five defensive team in the league the penalty kill is resembling the penalty kill like it was a year ago which is the best in the sport Uh, it really there are a lot of things pointing in the right direction for this team They need Andre to score? He is. Well, he he did last night. But I think now uh, I believe we're going to see steady Andre Svechnikov goal production. Martin Natchez is a bona fide scorer now. Tevo Teravine is playing better. Uh, Seth Jarvis is starting to score again. He had a goal last night. He's got four goals in his last three games.
0: Even Martinook has his days. Yeah, he, he
1: does. And <laughs> and that that line continues to do what that line is supposed to do, which is make life miserable for the other team's best players. Uh, but the Ajo line and the Kokaniemi line right now are playing really well. And they're getting enough uh, at least scoring creation, if not goals, from their fourth line. So for me... I still recognize some needs for this team or, or or more wants than needs, and that's really the difference. The fact that they're scoring more goals now, the power play, while it doesn't look awesome, has been more productive, and maybe that's simply law of averages, um, and I'm allowing for that. I actually think that this team doesn't necessarily need anything as much as You've got the ability to add something without giving up a ton, and you've got the room to do it, the salary cap space to do it. You probably owe it to your, you know, to your team and to your fans to just give them a little bit of help going into the postseason. So they more need depth than they need a bona fide star. So We'll see what happens, but I think it's more about want versus need right now, and that's a good position to be in. Do I think they'll do nothing? No, I think they'll do something. Will they bring in, you know, Connor McDavid? Probably not. Probably not. But we'll see what happens over the next, I think, 11 days, 12 days. Uh, We're inside of two weeks until the trade deadline.